This is the National Medicine Symposium from the Canberra National Convention Centre. John Dowden is from Australian Prescriber, one of our exhibitors here and been a, a big part of our um, symposiums over the years. And uh, I've been walking around through the, uh, the main hall here and uh, grabbing John. I see, just don't, if you prescribe, you must subscribe. I, I can't do that, can I? Well, Australian Prescriber has been freely available on the internet since 1996, so anyone can look at it. Um, we made that decision back in the very early days of the internet to make Australian Prescriber freely available online to anybody. Obviously, it's written uh, for a health professional audience, um, but uh, many consumers have found useful information in Australian Prescriber over, one of the, over the years. I'll just give you one example. A fellow rang me up and uh, he was about to have some surgery and he'd read an article in Australian Prescriber and realised his symptoms were um, actually due to an adverse effect of one of the medicines he was taking. So he was very happy. Well, we have a lot of knowledge available to us now through things like this. What are the uh, people asking you when they come up to see you at a symposium like this? Well, people... uh, always like to say hello because Australian Prescribe has been around since 1975 so a lot of health professionals have grown up with it over the years so they like to know what's happening and what's coming in uh, forthcoming issues. Uh, We've helped some people um, download our uh, app um, which is uh, something which is relatively new. Uh, That's an app which contains the doses of drugs to use in an emergency so um, when National Prescribing Service first started, we used to print a card which used to go into the doctor's bag, uh, whereas now we provide that information through a mobile phone app. The world has moved on just a little bit. As this has, now you've been a part of the, um, the symposiums for a long time, so if we can cast your mind back to early programs, content of the early programs compared to... NMS Symposium 2018. I brought along today, uh, obviously the listeners can't see it, but I brought along the programme from the very first uh, National Medicine Symposium down back in 2000. Um, So it's quite fascinating to see that some of the speakers uh, at this year's event uh, were also on the programme back in 2000. Some of the issues are still the same as well um, in that um, 2000 uh, National Medicine Symposium. There was a session on um, improving the quality use of medicines for Aboriginal people. And I guess that's still a a challenge uh, that we have today. Um, Yesterday, uh, in the... Uh, one of the question sessions we heard from Dr. Stephen Phillips, uh, who was the original chair of um, the National Prescribing Service, uh, making the point that um, there's still a need for good quality information about medicines uh, for consumers, but also for health professionals. Um, I'd like to think you know, Australian prescribers have um, been part of the solution now for many years, um, having originally started in 1975. Um, we've um, provided a lot of information over the years, and uh, I think uh, now that 
um, so much uh, information is available to people online, it's good for them to know that there is a quality independent source that they can go to um, to get information about medicines. One of the sort of problems um, I think uh, general practitioners have is that um, patients are coming to ask about new medicines um, which maybe the, the doctor hasn't heard much about. Well, they can quickly get online, go to a strain prescriber and look up um, information about that new drug. We don't try and write uh, the whole story uh, of a new drug, but we try and give a sort of snapshot of how it works and where it might fit in. And that's a huge change that we've noticed over the years. So back in 2000, um, the medicines which were most commonly prescribed um, were very commonly used in general practice whereas now we find that the most expensive drugs aren't that commonly used they're very complex molecules which are only used in a few few patients but um, they account for a lot of expenditure on, on medicines. A lot of times I guess today we are well and truly more equipped than what we would have been in 2000 uh, because the consumer is exposed to so much more on social media and is probably more active uh, in in their own health. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. Um, The key, of course, is finding that quality, reliable information. Um, And that's one um, good thing about um, NPS medicine-wise in that it's not selling a product, it's providing information um, to uh, hopefully help people make choices about their medicines and also you know, to support their uh, health professionals in providing better care. What do you love about a symposium like this? And you've seen, as I said before, many from um, 2000 through to now. Well, as I said, there's a lot of people um, who were on the program in 2000 who are still contributing in 2018. So it's healthy then? It's obviously very healthy. Um, They've been using their medicines wisely over the years. Uh, I think what's encouraging is that there are so many uh, younger people now who were probably at school at the time that the uh, National Prescribing Service was established um, who are now presenting posters and and doing research. So uh, it's good that, you know, people now understand the importance uh, of the quality use of medicines. What um, or how important is personalised health care in a person's life? Well, everything's personal when uh, you know, you've got a, a health problem. Um, we've been hearing the personalised medicine story throughout the conference and there's lots of exciting opportunities and new technology Um, but I think um, the presentation by Ray Moynihan sort of helped remind people that uh, new is is not always better and that we have to be a little bit careful in getting too excited about the new technologies. Um, We've still they've still got to prove that they're going to make a difference. Overdiagnosis um, can happen in before somebody gets to a, a surgery, actually, because of Dr. Google and all those things. Well, I, I think there's um, a risk that um, people do self-diagnose and then can become concerned and, and worried. So 
there's always going to be a role for, if you like, a learned intermediary to sort of interpret the, the data uh, for people. Uh, I think um, it's most health professionals would know that people are going to be looking up um, information on, on the internet um, but it's a case of you know then saying well this is what I've found and um, you know a headache is probably not a brain tumour. What do you like about um, your involvement with this and what will you take away from this symposium for 2018? Well again I think um, the technology uh, is advancing all the time and it's how we make sure that that is actually delivering better health care in, in the end. Um, as I said earlier, some of the issues that we're facing today are issues which were back in um, 2000 or indeed back in 1975 um, when um, a prescriber was started. Um, for a number of years, uh, Australian Prescriber has run um, articles on um, appropriate use of diagnostic tests or laboratory tests, and it's good to see that that's sort of um, been taken up now by um, choosing wisely um, so that we avoid the overuse of tests. Because when you're you know, a clinician, it's very easy to tick a box to order another, t- another test, but um, it's uh, what extra information is that going to give you and of course you know, we must remember that um, some investigations uh, have their own adverse effects um, you know, we forget you know x-rays are so commonplace these days but uh, you are getting a, a dose of radiation um, so you know, we have to be mindful that just because, because we can order a test we don't necessarily have to if it's not actually going to make a difference to uh, our clinical um, action. We uh, we have a theme here, the future is now. What can we look forward to in the future with Australian Prescriber? Well, I hope Australian Prescriber um, will continue in, into the future. As I say, there's a whole generation of health professionals who have grown up with it. Um, I would like to think that uh, after uh, over 40 years that uh, people now recognise it as a a good source of information and learning. Uh, We provide it in a variety of channels. Um, Obviously the electronic version, we do podcasts, we're we're on Twitter. Um, We no longer print. Uh, I would like to... uh, open that uh, channel again possibly because I I think there's still quite a few health professionals who like something that they can pick up and tear pages out of and draw rings around Um, but uh, maybe uh, that's something uh, um, for uh, debate (laughs) Um, the um, it's been very encouraging we just sort of started the podcasts uh, about um, a year to 18 months ago and um, they've proved to be very popular so I think any way that we can get information um, to people uh, we should do that any way we can the um, hope is that they use that information in their their day-to-day practice Thank you for sharing your information with us and uh, thank you for your continued support of 
the symposiums from the 2000s through to now and, and all the best with the Australian Push Subscribe. Thank you, Ian.